What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 239. On this episode, I'm joined by Koopy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, books, movies and TV shows, video games, and, uh, you know, all that. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Koopy. Hi, everyone. Back again. Made it for another month. Yeah, we didn't know if I was going to come in 2021, but here I am. So looks like I'll be here for the year. All right. There you heard we might it do it. I don't know if we'll do it like every month. Every month, Because it's already into February. Yeah, I pushed it back a week. Uh, just a uh, spoiler for later. I was trying to give myself an extra week to read this book before you came on, and I didn't even read one page in that week. So... <laughs> uh definitely did not do any good um but the first thing i'll get to is we have a patreon and honestly we've had a lot of activity on the patreon lately uh you know we've had a couple new patrons so if you would like to join them uh the new patron by the way is forgotten one i'm gonna give i'm gonna go by his rap name i don't know if he wants me to go by his real name he, he he's a patron under his real name but you know right people are weird. well welcome you know, welcome and uh he'll get the in the early access tier. Same with, uh, I only give people only one shout out, but Graveyard Entertainment also joined uh, this week and uh, shout out last episode. But I'll do that again. They also joined. Um, if you like, you can uh, get the co-producer pledge where you get shout out every time, like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Nishta Bear, and Pow Wow. Um, you know, keeping the pillars, keeping this shit up. That's how <laughs> Thanks, I think everyone. of it. And then we also have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. Um, go there if you want a cool podcast shirt. I like them. And then also sell some beats. So uh, you could buy some beats. That'd be the coolest shit. Um, all right. Anyway, I think that's all my <laughs> ads. Uh, so what are we talking about? Well, we have usually TV shows and books. And yeah, so. I also like talking about video games on your episodes because no one else really cares about them either. <laughs> but you watch me play them. So like you actually. I'm familiar with it. Right. I've learned. I've realized. Video games become way more of a personal thing for me these days than a social activity. You know, growing up, it was more of a social activity. Not so much these days for me. Um, but yeah, I say let's start with your books. Okay. Uh, so people aren't familiar. Uh, Kubi is my wife. I always feel like I got to bring that up because I've always felt like some people are like, who's that person on there? Um, and you like to read books. Yes. In the last two years, you've read a lot of books. This year, you're slowing it down just a little bit. Right. Well, like in, when I first started really setting goals, my first goal ever was 40 books in the year. And I exceeded it that year. And I did more than 40 books. And so I've since been like 60, <laughs> uh, 65. But I don't. I think actually I didn't reach my goal of 65. I think I bumped it up to 50 one year and then 60. Yeah, didn't you get to 60 last year? I got to 60 last year and but your goal was the year 65. before was also 60. Right. So, yeah, someday I'd like to get 100 books in a year, but that'll take a lot of work. Got to read shorter books. You know, that's the, I think yes, the key. I don't know. But anyway, uh, this year I set my goal pretty low to 36 books. So that's essentially three books a month. Right. Doable. I hope. For you. I hope. Should be. Yes. 
So um, J- February is a short month and that always, it makes it harder for some reason because, right. you know, 28 days. Um, anyway, but in January, I read three. So, so far I'm on track. And the first book I read is called The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. And it's been out for a long time. It's a New York Times bestseller, um, USA Today bestseller. It's also a Reese's Book Club pick. If you guys don't know, by the way, Reese Witherspoon just came out with a new app for her book club. Uh, you can download her new app. And I think new things are coming this year with that. Uh, Do we know if Reese Witherspoon's a cool person? Um, I don't know. She's seems like a cool person on her Instagram. But of course, that's right. not necessarily like, reality. Instance, Gwyneth Paltrow seems like a fucking weirdo to me. But she has her own brands and stuff. I'm sure Reese went through a phase where she was a crazy person. Like probably when she was a bit younger and like really at the top of her Hollywood game. But now she's just seems like a mom who's homeschooling her kids and trying to just run her business from home. I've never had a problem with her. I've just, I didn't know uh, her personal, how crazy she is. She comes across as kind of an intense personality. Like I'm sure she's high maintenance, but I like her. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Was the book a good choice? Yeah, it was a really good choice. Um, It's a historical fiction. It's so um, the Alice Network was a real group of women during World War One who worked as secret spies, basically, um, with the French and English against Germany. And so the first uh, there's two separate timelines. Um, The first timeline you have is 1947 during world or just after world war ii has ended and then the other timeline is 1915 in the middle of world war one so you have in 1947 this girl charlie st Clair, um who's pregnant and unmarried and she's going to be you know thrown out of the family if she doesn't take care of it so to speak um but she has a long lost cousin that they got separated during the war and she wants to try to track her down um, because she's convinced that um, she's still alive and all this stuff Uh, which leads her to this woman named Eve Gardner and so then you also get Eve's story from 1915 when she worked in the Alice Network so um, it's uh, based on a true events but the characters are fictional Um, it's a long book. It's like 500 pages. So it took a while, uh, to get through cause it's pretty, uh, heavy with war and trauma and all kinds of things. But I really like historical fiction and it was interesting to, to see a little bit more from world war one. Cause I normally don't read anything from that time period. Um, but then of course it still had a little touches from the aftermath of world war two, but it was a good story. Um, People have suggested it to me for a long, long, long time. So I'm glad I finally can say I've read it. Well, right on. I thought it was going to be about a bunch of maids, you know, nope. like Alice from the Brady Bunch. Nope. Network. <laughs> uh, the the, the uh, Eve Gardner character works in a cafe. So um, there's a lot of scenes set in cafes with waitresses and stuff. Kind of like a maid, but not really. Yeah, not really. Not really, but... Um, domestic work. Well, right on. I'm glad you start off with a good one that you yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. So that was kind of my goal this year was to read more of like quality 
books that I've been meaning to get to for a long time and try to knock off some books that I've been needing to read, but haven't. And so that was one that I really enjoyed. Well, hell yeah. What was the second book? Um, The second book I finished is called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Um, Another Reese book club pick. That just was a coincidence. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, You're a Reese stan. understand. (laughs) But I do like Reese. Uh, But yeah, so this book is a contemporary fiction. It's set in today's world. Um, Let me see. Okay, so this book has a lot to it. We have... I, I... I'm not exactly sure how to say the main character's name. Emira, Amira, E-M-I-R-A, Mira. Um, anyway, she is a young black woman um, <clears throat> who is working as a babysitter for the very well-to-do family, um, the Chamberlains. She basically looks after their toddler and she has a really good relationship with the kid. Like they are, she really likes the little girl a lot. Um, and then there's also another infant. But anyway, the story opens up one night with the Chamberlains needing Amira to come over for an emergency uh, visit because th- <clears throat> something happens at their home and they want the girls or they want the toddler away f- because they have to call the police and they don't want her to see this stuff that's going on. Basically, like a rock got thrown through their window. But I don't want to give too much of the story away. So she comes over to take the girl to the grocery store. The girl's kind of the little toddler's kind of odd. And she likes to look at tea and like the tea bags and smell the boxes of tea. And she likes to look at the nuts. So they go to the grocery store to just distract the toddler for a little while. She um, is been out dancing with her girlfriend. So she's not in her normal babysitting attire and all this stuff. Um, And she has one of her friends with her. But anyway, while they're at the store, um, one of the customers accuses her of kidnapping the toddler and the security officer is harassing her and she's getting very upset. And there's another bystander who's filming it. And so eventually she calls the husband, the dad to come and pick up the, the girls because she's worried, you know, they're going to call the cops and this is going to escalate. But luckily everybody walks away from that okay but she's clearly upset by what has happened and um so that's kind of like where the story opens up and it's just switches perspectives between amira and then also the mother of the toddler who i can't remember her name at the moment alex um and Alex is kind of like weirdly obsessed with wanting Amira to be her friend. And so you, we also get um, her perspective. And then there's also this boyfriend that gets brought in. Um, and I don't know. I can't say too much because it really would uh, spoil the story. But I thought it was good. It's just, um, you know, con- relevant of what's, you know, happens in today's society. Right. Um the boyfriend knows her boss and has a lot of opinions about her being a, uh, you know, an uppity white woman, I guess you could say a Karen who wants to um, only hire black domestic house housekeepers and babysitters and things like that. Um, And her husband is a 
news anchor who had said something quite racist on the air once. And so it's kind of um, Amira realizing that the family that she's working for maybe aren't that good of a pe- people that she thought, but she still really wants to be there because she likes the little girl and stuff right. like that. It's interesting that uh, in today's age, this whole idea that a white person employing a black person is somehow backward racism. Like there is some sort of uh, in stories and you, I don't know about in real life, but you do kind of see that story a lot when you're like, I I don't know if I met a guy dude in real life who hired a bunch of black people, I wouldn't be like, yeah, because he's racist. Right. And so she doesn't think of anything of it at first, because why would I mean, you don't just necessarily assume somebody's only hiring but it's kind of like uh, Get Out, you know, had the similar way. Like right. the white people like the black people because they're racist. You're like, what? Well, and it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, and they remind me that when you mentioned that, I was like, Reese Witherspoon had a show like this. Well, it was a book. I don't know right. if you remember that I had read by yeah. Celeste. When, I remember I didn't like the show very much. Um, but yeah, it has very similar kind of vibes to Little Fires Everywhere. But I liked it a lot. It's called Such a Fun Age. I didn't do a very good job of explaining it. So I encourage you all to just look it up on your own. <laughs> right. Um, it's probably going to be turned into something at some point. It's a New York Times bestseller as well. Every book's turned into stuff these days. Yeah. Nobody. Um, it's the proving around. That's their new. They start with books and yeah. then they just turn them into shows. So, yeah, I, enjoyed... I gave up my dream of around a TV show. Got to write a book. I guess so. I'm not good at writing now. <laughs> but it was good and I'm glad I read it. It's been around for, I think, a little over a year. So. Right on. Um, and the last book I read was a part of a little book club group. It's called Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell. And this one is a young adult um, novel. And it's set in the 80s. It has a cool cover. Yeah, it has a cute little cover. The main characters are both kind of like outcasts at their school. Uh, they bond through music and comic books. It's like a big red haired girl and a he's Asian. He's Korean. Little Korean dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eleanor and Park and they fall in love on the bus, you know, riding to school on the bus together. But she comes from a um, upsetting home situation. Her parents are divorced and her stepfather is a horrible, abusive, alcoholic guy who is creepy and weird and does strange things. And um, she has a bunch of little siblings. She doesn't have a toothbrush, you know, like poor, poor little girl. Uh, And then she gets made fun of a lot because of her appearance. She would be like a plus size girl with, like you said, big red hair and people kind of make fun of her. It's set in the eighties. Um, I feel like people were a bit more cruel openly. Right. I mean, people are still bad today. People are cool now, but they get to do it. It's different. Through a screen. Yeah. Whereas like here on the bus, they like call her Big Red, you know, things like that. Right. And not in a nice way. Oh, I can't. I'll never get over as a quick aside that like growing up, people would want to call me Big Mo. And I would be like, no one. We don't have any friends called Mo. None. Right. Why? We don't need to distinguish me. (laughs) Why do I need the big in front of it? I feel like that's just kind of an asshole thing to do. Yeah. Um, So you would relate to Eleanor, I guess, feeling just kind of like an outsider and awkward. And then Park is part Korean, part white. His uh, father is just a typical white American. And then his mother is from Korea. This is Kim, if you will. She wants really bad to assimilate into American culture. And so she tries really hard um, to, you know, impress the neighborhood and things like that. But um, 
She reminds me of Hot Chick, where the Asian mom was like, Ling Ling, I got your bling bling, because she's like trying to be cool <laughs> with the culture. She, do, she does hair. She's a hairdresser. I see. Um, but anyway, it's just their love story, and it's really cute and sad and sweet. And, you know, it has, it's, I thought it had a realistic end. It wasn't something that seemed like, um, you know, it didn't just end with a, everything's perfect. Right. You know, it was a good story. I think. And it wasn't like unpopular girl gets the popular guy. You know, it wasn't one of those sort of. Right. Because, I mean, things. he was cool, but he wasn't really that cool. Right. Um, He still doesn't really feel like he fits in. And um, but anyway, it was a cute story. And I think teenagers out there would like it if right. you have it. Any teenagers in your life who you think are looking for a book, I suggest Eleanor and Park. I think it because it goes through both of their perspectives. So you get a little bit of both how the boy thinks and then how the girl thinks. Right. It was cute. Well, right on. So three books um, that I read and I think I gave them all a four star. They, they weren't quite five-star reads. I'm trying to be a bit more selective on my five stars, but I really did like them all. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, you already know which books you're reading next month? Um, I've already started one, and then I have two that I plan to read, but we'll see how it goes. Right. But I've already started one. Hell yeah. And then, uh, let's see, we watch a lot of TV shows. Uh, yes. We were trying to think of everything we've watched. I'm sure we forgot some stuff, but I made you make a list. Yes. So let's see. I'll start with something that we both that you like you picked more so than me. The Joker was kind of a movie that we watched. Yeah, we don't watch many movies. I want to watch more. I've been thinking about watching Godzilla every day for two weeks and I still we'll have get it. to it maybe this weekend. And uh, it's just also like. I always feel like we're going to put on a movie and it just ends with both of us on our phones or something. You know, like it feels like such a waste. So that's why I'm like two hour, you know, I really we, watched the Joker, but right. The Joker. Like, so it actually uh, we were into it. Like, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I watched it because homie, the podcast, CJ Jones kept asking me if I'd watched it. And I was like, no. And he's like, I think you like it, man. I think you like it. And so uh, I love Walking Phoenix. Always have um, me and you watch the master and it was yes. so good. And maybe it was just the state of mind we were in. We watched it. Uh, I mean, it was like real late or something in your parents. house. Yeah, like, it was like it a was weird like scenario. A, just like a random. We were both wide awake. So let's just watch a long, long movie. Yeah. And we both were like, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. We were in awe. Um, we didn't really like she or her, whatever it was. Wasn't oh, yeah, that it was her. Yeah. There was a Spike Jones movie that that one was boring. Yeah. I'm sure it was great, but it was boring. Honestly, I didn't hate it as much. You hated it. You really disliked it. I was, I was like trying to be into it, but I realized it seemed just like a long, short movie. You know, like like shorts, you know, like movies that are supposed to just be like five minutes. That to me seems like it, it just should have been a lot shorter because it was just a guy talking to a disembodied voice or whatever. But I don't even know. It was weird, but I love Walk the Line. I've never watched it. It's good. But yeah, we enjoy the Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix did a great job portraying like the mental health um, side of things. And I think it rode the line of a real life version of the Joker. I mean, that's what they were going for. And uh, it was all pretty believable in a way, but also 
still comic-y in a way, you know, like I would love it. Uh, you know, I've never liked Batman all that much. Well, that's not true. When I was four years old, five years old, I liked Batman, but in general, I'm not like a Batman fan compared to like most guys, my age or whatever. And, um, I kind of want to like the Robert Pattinson one. It's they're filming right now. So it would be really cool if they just make Joaquin Phoenix old in that one, you know, or so like if, if his Joker can be in that, that would be really cool. I would be all for that because I like the Joker quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, one show that I watched, it's that is nothing like the Joker and it's like completely wholesome and Hallmark Hallmarky is called when calls the heart. And I started it like two years ago and watched the first three seasons. And then I guess I just never paid attention to seasons four and five, but I got a notification that they were going to be leaving Netflix. So I had to hurry up and watch two seasons worth of when calls the heart and i think mo makes fun of it in his mind but he doesn't say anything to me but i mean it's not (laughs) a good show i mean it's cute it's a canadian hallmark show so like it's very (laughs) that you know uh, it's very corny it's about a teacher so i like that she the storylines aren't even that works in this old-fashioned schoolhouse which i think is cute and then it has a cute little romance with a bounty hunter and um, then it has Rebecca Donaldson from yeah, the Full House. Went to jail for like two days for all yeah. that shit. She's that in it and she plays a cafe like she runs a cafe and it's just like this old fashioned town and it's cute. Well, and it's wholesome. not on Netflix anymore. So good luck finding it. Well, I there are more seasons available, but I have to pay for them on Amazon Prime. So that might be the end of my win calls to the heart. But it was a fun ride. Definitely not worth paying for. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Individual ones. Um, what else do we watch? Uh, I'm going back and forth between yours and mine. Um, we watched Cobra Kai. We finished it. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Yeah. But season three came out I think, at the very beginning of January or something. Um I like that. I think season three, you could tell Netflix took over from YouTube um, and they try to hone it in more. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, like in a way, because I do think the first season and second were kind of more sporadic and in, in storytelling ways. There's certain people we hate. So like I hate Danny LaRusso's daughter. I think she's just the worst actress and you yeah. hate her rival who you think's just the worst. I think actress. she's crazy. The psycho. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. I forgot it. And so that was always fun. But the chick that's at, at Cobra Kai. Right. She's psycho. And they, they lost the blit, the bigger girl in season oh, three. Oh, yeah. She like moved away is the storyline. Yeah. So that was kind of whack. Um, but Cobra Kai is good. If anyone just needs something random to watch, um, I found it pretty entertaining. I also watched Emily in Paris, which is a 30 minute little Netflix show. Netflix uh, chick flick yeah. rom com. It's cute. She's like a Instagram social media influencer in Paris, like for a marketing company. Um, and she is single in Paris is kind of like the theme. Right. And she's trying to find love. Um, she's a prude, annoying American. Right. She's She doesn't quite understand the French. In America, ways. she would not be prude. But in France. Right. They think she's uh Silly American, right. um, but it's cute and it went by really fast. And I think it's already it's been approved for like a season, another season. So yes, I was there before we started. I think that main actress got nominated for a Golden Globe or something, which really surprised me. So some other people must have really liked it. Oh, I think it all the all the ladies binged it kind of like Bridgerton. 
Right. We went crazy for it. And I think we mentioned Bridgerton last time I was on, but if not, shout out to Bridgerton. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you liked that one a lot. Um, one that you picked for your birthday uh, weekend, we watched <laughs> Heaven's Gate. Yeah, we watched the Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO Max because if there's something I love, it's documentaries on cults. And uh, yeah, it's a crazy cult for sure. I didn't. I mean, I like I knew about them and you the, know the suicide somewhat about them because they're the people that wore the black Nikes and committed suicide, and then that became the joke. Right? It was like. Oh, let's all get matching Nakis and drink the Kool-Aid or whatever. Right? That's like the joke that lived on forever. Um, but yeah, there was a lot more to it. They had like a 30 year history or more of it was just so it was interesting. I like they also called it like the UFO cult yeah. back in the day, like when it was first. Yeah, because they thought a UFO is going to come pick them up and do shit or you turn into it. It changes and they this basically there were two different leaders. Right. That one, were to, not really together, but they were they were spiritually together, but not physically sexually and one of them dies and then the other one it got weird it yeah. got weirder when he took over um but very uh very interesting and i like any cold documentary or anything that's like hey they got a mass amount of people to believe this thing out of thin air and then this is what they do like i just find all that so fascinating and they have an explanation of cognitive dissonance which is like my favorite topic probably ever um and which this guy explains it perfectly on it's episode three and i was like yep that's it like this dude just did the like uh ultimate description of cognitive dissonance so yeah i was a big fan of that um it was interesting i think there's like four episodes yeah. and they're all on hbo and we need to watch, i want to watch the tiger woods documentary on hbo max apparently uh, from what i've heard it just shows how his father was a womanizer and that's probably why tiger woods became a womanizer oh yeah and like when he was in high school he was happy for a moment with his high school girlfriend and his father made him break up with her because he was like you need to focus on fucking golf and so it's like that's sad i just want to watch the shit now um let's see a couple of more things uh we or i binged <laughs> season three of victoria here at the end of january and if you aren't familiar with that it's available on prime i don't know where it comes out first right uh, stars or Showtime or something like stars. that. Makes sense. But it's about Queen Victoria and her marriage to her husband Albert. And season three is, um, I don't know, like it, I don't know. You just obviously just have to watch it. But there's basically it opens up with the French Revolution of um, I don't know the year. Something like that. I don't know. Victorian times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was good. It's kind of like the the year that their marriage started to really have some challenges and be tested. So they're not necessarily happy throughout that one like they were in the first two seasons. So it was an emotional roller coaster and it ends with quite the climax. And I'm very eager for season four. But I don't think you watched very much of that. I don't think you were nope. in the room. I've seen scenes here or there, but yeah, not my, not my shit. Yeah, but I really enjoy historical period piece shows. So that was my big uh, show for the month was Victoria season three. We finished our rewatch of Broad City. Yep, we finished Broad City. So that's still it's one of the best comedies there are. So if you've never watched Broad City, um, I recommend it. I don't know. It is also helps that they're like our age, um, the people, you know, like they, all their little Wayne comments, you know, I'm like, get it, you know? And, uh, I really like Alana. I think Alana is one of the funniest characters on any comedy show ever. Yeah. She's hilarious. Um, I mean, Abby is a great straight man and you have to have that. You have to have the straight man with the crazy one. And Abby has some 
lines that are like, holy fuck, that's so funny. But just when I watch it, I'm like, Alana jumps off the screen of like, she's really fucking funny. Like, I'm surprised she hasn't done more since Broad City's been over. Yeah, I wonder what she is up to. Have to look her up, see what's going on. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Besides also starting Goldberg's uh, for season eight. Well, we finished the season seven finale that we just for whatever reason ever watched. And then we started season eight and we very quickly. I remembered instantly of like why we quit watching Goldberg's. Besides the fact Adam just doesn't he doesn't look like he used to. He was so cute when he was like a little kid. But yeah, now it's just not quite the same. Right. There's Uh, that. But. At, uh, the like the the interests and everything just don't come across right like they used to. Well, and when you compare what he looks like to the creator and his thing, they've never looked alike, and so it's like, oh, now he doesn't even look like a nerd. Or I, don't I know. guess he just has his mom's hair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But um, yeah, and, and I think Barry and Erica, it's, it's always just like they're inconsiderate, and at the end of the episode, they learn their lesson. But it's like that. I mean, we're on the eighth season. Yeah. And it's the same thing. So they're I, like in college now and they still don't know how to be like good people. Right. And it is kind of old. Um, and then the other storyline is like Erica and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's awesome. Consider it. And she's a, a bitch to him. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, oh, I won't take this for granted anymore. And then she does like there's like those two storylines that just go back and forth. And starting this this newest season, that's what happened. I was like, oh, yeah. damn it. So <laughs> it's definitely fallen off. We we really liked it there at the beginning. But yeah, it doesn't really. Right. But I just feel like if we finish Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, all it, this, yeah. eventually we'll ha- we have to because we watch these dumb sitcoms. But um, that's my thoughts on Goldberg's. But it, I think the early seasons are great. I'd say the first three seasons are outstanding so there might be some other stuff that comes to my mind once we're no longer Thinking recording this but um yeah that was pretty much it anything else we technically started in february so i'll save it for right oh and time. we we also just watch uh, like i said during dinner a lot of uh game shows and then the office dvds i started those we're on season two i think the second or third disc of season two so that's a whole different thing to go put your dvds in <laughs> can't skip intro anymore yeah, when, but luckily it's a pretty short one. Yeah, it works. It works well, um, and it's a good good intro. Um, and also, I like to bring up video games, like I said, because uh, that's the thing I do. So I'm gonna pull up my trophies, and then they'll tell me what games I've been playing. Um, I did get a PlayStation Vita finally. Um, I've started playing Final Fantasy X remake uh, remaster. It's one of my least favorite Final Fantasy games that I've actually beat in the past. Um, but I have such a history of uh, when the PlayStation 2 came out, it was a big deal, like in the world, you know, had like DVD player and shit in it. And I bought Final Fantasy 10 before I even had my PlayStation 2. But I knew I was getting one for Christmas when it came out. So I just bought it and then it just sat there for like two <laughs> months or whatever until Christmas came. Uh, so I was like really pumped for it. And then I played it and was like, oh, this this is not Final Fantasy 9, which I love. And um. And they had voice acting for the first time. They sounded all fucking shitty. And I was like, oh, this is so horrible. Um, but anyway, been playing on the Vita, trying to get into it. Uh, we'll see how that works. And then on PS5, you know, that's all I do these days. Um, I try to play this game called Destruction All-Stars. That I talked about with Snappy, but it controls like shit. I just don't think it's fun. Right. It's like their new car combat game. So then I immediately started playing Rocket League after I yeah. played that. And then I was like, oh, shit, I could play Rocket League every day. I could get into this again. Like I've forgot how awesome rocket league is and every time i play it i'm like oh man this game's so good um so that was cool i wanted to play shadow of the tomb raider 
but the game is so dark that like it has to be pitch black in the room you're playing like they yeah. just i don't know they fucking our, our living room doesn't isn't set up well for that i mean at night or in the morning it works but uh i mean there's just like any lot at all in the room and it, like throws off the sh- i don't know maybe it's, i should turn off the hdr on it or something but um i want to like it but it just is really dark and i've beat the previous two tomb raider games so i feel like i do have to eventually get to that mm-hmm. um I've thought about restarting God of War. I actually did the other day. I played it for about 30 minutes because they put out a patch that bumped it up to 4K, 60 frames, you know, the PS5 patch for it. And I was like, well, that was my favorite game on the PS4. So let's check this out. And on me, it was like, this is very fun. But then I'm also like, do I want to spend time replaying a game I've already beat before? That's always a hard one um, to decide. Um, and then Civilization Six has probably been my most played thing lately. I think you look at it like this is a weird hexagon board game game that doesn't even at all take advantage of the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation 5 graphics. I always think like this is kind of random, but when it has those cut scenes when you first start and it, it's the guy narrating, yeah. he's like, and you, Cleopatra, and or like whatever. I always think that sounds really interesting. And I look up expecting to see like some interesting picture and it's always just like this really cheesy cartoon like animated looking thing. and I'm like oh it throws me off every time but I feel like his voice and the narration and like if it's they really could good. somehow incorporate an actual like walkthrough of that like that would be cool but yeah most of the time you're just looking down at your hexagon board well civilization uh when I think about it, I've probably played more hours of that series than most not more than like nba 2k or whatever that's way more but i mean i had civilization 3 or civilization 2 i don't remember which one it was maybe two on a computer disc that like on my first computer ever you know like the compact desktop we had and uh like at school they had one of the civilization games on there because it's kind of history history related like it's definitely safe for kids to play right and uh i've just played a lot of civilization but this new one it, it brought religions in so like I've been obsessed this last week because I've never won a domination victory on Civilization Six, which is where like you just beat them with your armies. You know, you can win through like being the first one to Mars is a science victory or the religion victory is everyone converts to your religion and, you know, so on and so forth. There's a few different winning conditions, um, but I've never done it with the armies on the new game. And every time I try some other people convert everyone to their religion and I'm like, God damn it. And so it keeps fucking me. And that's this week why I keep getting mad at Civilization Six. But once I finally get a domination victory, I'll feel happy enough. I think I can move on to another game. Wow. Good luck with that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We, we'll see. Um, I don't think uh, I think I already brought up the fact I, I beat Manny there and it was awesome. But I don't think there's any other other games I've been playing. But uh, eventually I need to get into another story game, you know, something real deep. Just not sure. Well, good luck with all of that. Yeah, February, you know. I just spent too much time in here, honestly, to be... I need to spend more time on video games. You say that, but then you also say you need to spend more time in here. I know. <laughs> I, I You're right. When we're not recording, I do say... You I also haven't sp- finished that book. What am I going to read when I have all this other <laughs> stuff to do? Um, yes, uh, Ready Player Two is what um, the book I'm in the midst of reading. Maybe next month I'll talk about it with you fully. I will say at first, I was real excited about it. I think I told you, I was like, oh, I like the direction I think they're going in. They started talking about spaceships and space travel, and they'll have to make a whole different VR in space because they're going to be on a space. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be awesome. And then that's not at all what it does. It's all, uh, uh, I don't know, red herring. Is that the right term? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it turns out it's just like 
this virus dude's in there. Now they got to fight. And so like from where I'm at in the book to the end of the book, theoretically, there will be no cuts. There will be like, it's going to be one continual thing. And once I got to that part, I was like, oh, shit, this is all. And if I got to read all this at once. And since then, I haven't really read any. But I think you have like 200 pages left. I know. That's a lot. So I really need to, <laughs> <laughs> need to get into it. Um, and then you also have a book underneath it that's like a thousand pages. <laughs> someday. Someday. Um, all right. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I don't know when I'll be back again, but I'll be back again. All right. Peace. Bye. Makes beats.